0: Sam Pants Radio, Australia's coolest podcast network. Hi everybody, welcome to another episode. Maybe the best episode yet of all the small games. Uh, it's already better than last week because I remembered the name of the podcast. My name is Andrew Levins and joining me today, for the first time this week, John <laughs> Valenzuela.
1: Hey Levins, how you doing man?
0: I'm good. I'm soggy. We're, all, we're very soggy in, in Sydney. Mm. It's been, it's been uh, torrential rain. There have been... Uh, you know half an hour from me entire entire uh towns and like like quite big cities in new south wales like evacuated because of flooding but uh i'm mostly dry
1: same here which is uh it's good because yeah there's been a lot of news story there was like a big news story that went around about like a couple that they couldn't they couldn't get to their wedding day because of floodwaters and everyone was like, "Oh, that's sad." And then, like, you see sequel to that it, story. It yeah. came out that their house got washed away by floods while this was going but, on,
0: and their their dog drowned as well. Oh my god! And and their family farm lost 130 cattle or something insane like that. And like, but like the entire town of Tari, where this happened, um, that people are just trying to rescue cows. And like, there's like there's just cows everywhere in Tari, and they all belong to this. Poor fucking family That must have been like Cursed by a water witch Or some shit There's
1: There's the whole I mean it's It's terrible to make jokes of, But the whole like Anyone (laughs) who Anyone who (laughs) thinks This should This marriage Should not happen Speak now This is a pretty Clear fucking Speak at this point I mean
0: They didn't even get to that point Sure They, They The groom And his groomsmen were the only ones that were actually not stranded. The, the the bride and the entire wedding party, all their families, were stranded on what became an island because of how bad the flooding is. So the venue where the wedding is was just surround surrounded by water.
1: Just nuts. So we got some games to talk about this week, but before we do that, Levins, let's talk news.
0: Yeah, it's been a it's been a wild uh, week of, uh, of of indie updates, um, and I know that's why everyone listens to the podcast. So let's go through the indie d- updates of the week um, because PlayStation this week um, had a uh, what they call it like a, like an indie news day or something like indies take the spotlight, and they had a big day of new reveals and updates on uh, pre existing indie titles that were coming to PlayStation. Um, so this is going to be mostly good news, and then we're going to end on some bad news. Um, but some of the new games that were announced, um, there's a game called Operation Tango. Have you heard about this one? Mm -mm. It's a spy, spy co-op game.
1: Mm. Um,
0: it looks like a fun kind of cooperative puzzle game. Um, but I feel like I'm I'm so used to playing puzzle games on my own. the idea of doing it with, with a, with a pal, uh, seems fun.
1: Have you quick quick aside? Have you seen the um the new game coming from the people that made A Way Out?
0: I haven't seen it. I really want to play it. Is it a co-op game?
1: It's a co-op game again. It's like a husband and wife couple who are fighting get turned into like little little kind of creatures or something like that and they need to kind of work together to find out how to turn themselves back into humans. Looks fun. Looks like Similar, similar concept to a way out, but wild departure in tone.
0: Yeah. Right. Cool. Yeah. Um, the um, the art style for um, Operation Tango looks really, really cool. Um, it's been um, made by um, a Canadian animator, Robert Valley, who is best known for um, animating the Gorillas. Oh wow! The, okay. Um, those, some of those clips um, and. Uh, it takes, it takes inspiration from a, a short, sp- short film by Keiichi Matsuda called Hyper Reality. But uh, look it up. The, the, the screenshots look really, really cool. Um, it looks like there's a, there's a lot going on in this game and uh, I think yeah, it's one of the ones where the art style is going to be what uh, brings a lot of people into the game to begin with. For some reason, the, the blog posts don't say who, which, who, which studio is making it. Hmm. Um, but, but with a quick Google, quick, quick one-handed Google, uh, clever plays... Okay.
1: like
0: Does not ring any it, bells. Yeah, developed and published by Clever Place, coming out later this year. Looks cool. I'm into it. But I'm much more into a game that a um, friend of the show, um, Tommy Dasilo from Filthy Casuals, uh, he sent me a link to the Kickstarter for this game a while ago. The game is called Chicory, A Colourful Tale. And it is a uh, game about bringing colour back into your black and white world. It's a, uh, essentially a painting game. Um, and it's been um, made by uh, Greg Lobanov. Um, That's a familiar name, is it? You can go Google Google will, Greg Lobanov. I'm going to use both hands. Um, but um, yeah, you're, you're pretty much like it's this really really cute cartoon world, and you are solving kind of like puzzles and getting more story stuff by by painting uh, everything around you. And I guess like as you paint with certain colors, you're you're able to do different things. It looks really really cute. You you. The main character is like this cute little dog with a paintbrush. Um, it looks sick. Um, and apparently the coolest thing about this, because I think a lot of these games are coming to most platforms, but uh, the developer talked about um, developing this game for PlayStation 5 uh, especially because um, he is using the Dual Sense controller. And um, when you use that to paint, depending on which like what surface you're painting you get different haptic feedback through the dual sense, which I think is really, really cool. I I, I don't know have you played a PS five yet, John?
1: I have not.
0: Um I love it. There's a game called Astrobot Sure play Astrobots Playroom, um which comes comes with the game. Um with the uh, console, but yeah. uh yeah, it, it it shows off the uh, the haptic feedback really well, mm-hmm. um, but chi- yeah. So Chicory, a colorful tale, is it's being published by the same guys. It's Finji, so it's Night in the Woods, Overland, and Wilmot's Warehouse um, publishers, and uh, it's coming out in uh, American Spring twenty twenty one. So a couple months from now. All right. Do you uh, want to really know why? Do you want to
1: know why Greg Lobanov is familiar? Yeah, I would love to. Wondersong Song.
0: Oh shit! That's awesome. He's, cool.
1: He's the guy behind Wondersong
0: well, this, this this could be my most anticipated indie game of the year. We never wow. know. Wow, that's big. Um, now, obviously this is on, on the PlayStation blog. Um, and uh, when I first got a PlayStation 2, I was very drawn to some of the more weird and wacky Japanese games, um, especially Katamari um, and Katamari... I, it was called "I Love Katamari." Was the second game that was the first one that came to Australia, and we played a ton of it on my PS2 downstairs at my parents' house. Hell yeah! And um, the 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 weird stuff on PlayStation has always been like something that I always gravitate towards and want to want to check out. And so there is an indie game called um, How would you pronounce John again, a, a word that was spelt like sour but with an N.
1: Where at the beginning?
0: Yeah. Like N O U R Nowa?
1: I mean, you want to say Nowa uh, but Nor.
0: Nor. Yeah. Noor. It's called Nor. Play with your food, and it is a musical game based around food, and so it's like not so much a game as it is in like a kind of like weird sandbox thing, um, and you are like you have all these three D rendered food, and you can make music with them. It looks fucking crazy. Okay. Um, there's like. Yeah, it it's using music to manipulate food and the, the style of the game looks really cool. Um it's it's all about like I guess like pattern and rhythm, but also it looks like, like a lot of fun. And the coolest thing about this is um this is being published by Panic, best known for publishing untitled Goose Game. Ooh wee. That's good. Yeah, a good category. So very, very, very cool. It's been uh developed by a company called Terrifying Jellyfish. Okay, Um, But yeah, I'm I'm excited for Nowa. Play with your food. Um, We also have um, a a game called Where the Heart Leads, which is a uh, narrative adventure, kind of like you know um, the kind of walking simulator kind of vibe. Uh, I'm not crazy about those games, but I know that that some people love them. Um, There's a uh, a new PSVR game announced because PSVR two we know is on the way. Um, and so they're already kind of announcing some titles that could be coming to that I guess uh, it's called puzzling places and it's a 3d uh, jigsaw puzzle game where you manipulate all of the uh, the pieces in front of you like they're, they're like 3d scans of like landmarks from around the world and you have to put them together in front of you using like vr um, like you know like the it looks it looks cool right like you know an opportunity to put together very difficult landscapes that you wouldn't be able to do physically but with VR it looks fun and the kind of like you know a good good way to spend a couple hours I nice. also like I think it would be I think it would be fun just to not in VR too so hopefully hopefully you can play it without VR as well um, we've also got heavenly bodies like a new update for that game um, and uh, then we got um, an update a final a, a date announcement for Disco Elysium the final cut uh, John's favorite game of 2019. Mm-hmm. And we were very excited about this one coming to consoles because it means, hey, maybe I'll finally play it. And um, within a day of it being announced, like we got the date, we know that it's coming to PlayStation on March 30 and presumably other consoles, including the Switch um, shortly after that. Um, we got the announcement from Kotaku Australia that the game, that that game has been... Um,
1: has Ref- been de- refused, like classification. refused classification yeah. in
0: Australia because of drug use. Yeah. Um, so, John, how do you feel? As you're officially a criminal now because you've already played this game. Why on PC?
1: It's it. This happens all the time because I remember it happened with um, Katana Zero when that came out and a few other games. It's just why do we have an R rating? It seems like they made this. The, the government made this big. sort of show about like oh we're we're creating an r rating for video games finally this is great um and then every time a video game that kind of would match an r rating comes out they're like nope we're banning it you can't get that so i just it's it's so frustrating like admittedly okay there is yes the the, (coughs) the character you play in disco elysium is not if you choose the character is not secret about enjoying drugs but ultimately the drugs kind of harm you in the long run rather than uh, a, you know a, a boost all the way through so it's I always I always thought it was like glorifying them but it's it's really not in the end because the main character that you play is also essentially a disgusting human being so it's I, I wouldn't say there's any glory being laid upon it but yeah, I'm, I'm so frustrated. I mean, look, it doesn't affect me that much because I get the free update for it on Steam and I'll happily play through it again on Steam. But it really bugs me because, like you say, I, I've re- it's something that I'd love you to play. I want to see what your thoughts on it are. But the fact that, you know, you're going to have to either order it from the US or pull some trick like that, it's just frustrating.
0: Yeah, and it's just, like, it's it's so annoying that, like, I feel like every year I, I forget and then are reminded, oh, yeah, like, Australia sometimes isn't allowed, like, games that have very, very, like, you know, low elements of drug use in them. But, like, you know, like, and it's a thing, like, you know, they're fine with, like, crazy levels of violence. that gets that's fine to get an R rating and swearing and that kind of stuff. But, yeah, the drug stuff, which, I mean who which fucking teenager is gonna is like, hey boys, come around and play disco Elysium this weekend, yeah, like this these aren't these things that like kids are gonna gravitate towards, so I don't know who they're protecting by by not letting this game get released in Australia,
1: yeah, it's so dumb, just so dumb, but um hopefully I don't know, hopefully something like most of the time the the um the developers seem to kind of reach an agreement with the the, the certification board that, that that solves these problems. hopefully disco Elysium can do this because I think damn shame if it doesn't get a release over here
0: I mean yeah I mean it is easy if you really do want to play it, especially if it comes to switch, it's very easy to just make an American um, switch account and buy it with a voucher uh, from the eShop there so like there are options if if if, uh, if Australia continue to, continue, continues to refuse classification
1: sure. Um, you mentioned um, you mentioned Heavenly Bodies before. Yeah, I'm really is that for some reason is that a um, I want to say it's Australian made. Hmm. I'm looking it up now. Some some typing sounds on the pod. Everybody's favorite.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Heavenly Bodies, a game about cosmonauts, the body, and the absence of gravity.
1: I'm looking forward to it. It looks great. Uh, developed um, by Two Part Interactive. Or, 2PT two, two Interactive, 2Point Interactive, maybe, to do with fonts. Yeah, Melbourne, Victoria.
0: Yeah, cool. Right. yes yeah, so It's like a it's a Spaceman game, and uh, each side of the controller can controls um, a limb or a leg. Like, the left side of the controller controls the left side of the, of the Spaceman, the right side, the right side. Um, I'm, looks I'm, cool. and friendly. I'm really looking
1: forward to it. Looks great. Uh, looks and heavenly. I think... I think all of these will be coming to PC as well, which is, yeah, um, h- which is handy for me.
0: I think given the uh, the rate that um, Sony have been going this year as well, I wouldn't be surprised if you know all of these are also PlayStation Plus free games.
1: Yeah, which would be like great. Got, you know, having, having
0: gotten Maquette this, this month and uh, other indie games uh, over the last couple of months... They've been—it's quite been quite a strong lineup, and I think um, the fact that they've given such a big push to these games um, last week and like really kind of claimed them as PlayStation Indies first and foremost—I think we might see the follow through of them being part of, uh, of PlayStation Plus, which is very cool. I hope so, anyway.
1: It's also—it's great to see PlayStation do something like this because Xbox obviously has an, uh, its ID and Xbox program that's very kind of forward about working with indie developers. Nintendo has its Nindies its Nindy showcases, you know, what quarterly? Um yep. something along those lines. I always feel like PS never really shouts from the rooftops too much about indies, so it's really cool to see them like actually do this sort of stuff.
0: Yeah, cool. And then they followed that up with, um, speaking of, of free games, they, they started a new program this year called Play at Home um, where they, throughout the year, will be giving out free games that are just yours for free to add to your library and you get to have them forever. All you need is a PlayStation 4 or a PlayStation 5. Um, and uh, last month they gave away Ratchet & Clank, the 2016 uh, maybe version. That, that That's really good. They gave that away for free. And then this uh, over the next month they're going to be giving away 10 new games, um one of them is absolutely not an indie game it's horizon zero dawn but the nine other ones are um either indie games or vr games or indie vr games for some of them so uh the five indies they're giving away um are res infinite um abzu the witness enter the gungeon and subnautica um i think i have all but two of those so far um i've yeah I love Abzu is really great and um by the, the same guys that made that made um The Pathless which I'll be speaking about again later in this episode. Um The Witness I feel like gets brought up on the show um, as a as a game that we were way too dumb for yeah. um every every couple episodes and uh, enter the Gungeon, of course uh, a Devolver classic but um I know Subnautica is apparently like a fucking terrifying like you know, like Abzu you you're, you're swimming around under the water but unlike Abzu there are monsters that like attack you from the deep. Yeah, um, it's it's so very
1: much a, it's like a survival crafting kind of game. I gave it a bit of a run on PC a little while ago, just because it's like it's gotten so much hype that I was like, "No, I want to see what this is all about." And like most of those games, the crafting kind of leaves me a little bit cold. I'm not sure. I'm not a big crafter in games like that, but um,
0: he hates craft, you're
1: Yeah, uh, but if um, if you if you're scared of like underwater stuff. Steer away from Subnautica, because, yeah, you can definitely... There are some, like, big-ass fish down there that, that are not very <laughs> pleasant-looking.
0: Um, and then Res Infinite is... Uh, I mean, I, I, I loved the first Res on PS2. I thought that was, like... It's a very, very cool, like... God, how would you even describe Res? Is it an arcade shooter, but with, like... I guess?
1: Heavy... Heavy, <laughs> heavy Heavy focus on, like, visuals?
0: Yeah. Um, Res Infinite... Um, also has a VR mode, and uh, PlayStation are also giving away four VR games. Um, so they are Moss, which is that cute little mouse game, um, mm-hmm. which I bought and never played. Um, Astrobot Rescue Mission, not an indie game, but one of the best games I've ever played, and reason alone to get a VR headset, in my opinion. Um, Paper Beast, which I've never heard of, and Thumper, which is a game I've always wanted to play, and apparently VR is always is the best way to play it. Mm-hmm. So very, very hyped for this. And it is like, it's. I mean... I am i don't know if you looked up anything about the PSVR Vita- 2 happening no I haven't um, no. there's some cool little, like the controllers like it's they, they're they going down the route of like you have you can control each finger oh yeah yeah I've yeah. seen yeah. I've
1: seen the design of the new controllers they look really cool and futuristic Weird. yeah yeah totally
0: um, but this is like a pretty like I don't know if you if, if you have been umming and ahhing about getting trying out PSVR like I I, I think it's like if your gaming budget is, is going to be like not as hurt this year as it has been in previous years. I think it's going to be a pretty light on releases year compared to the last few. So uh, if you do have a little bit of extra in your budget to track down a cheap PSVR unit, you'll be able to play like, you know, I mean, Astrobot and Moss and Thumper are, are games I always see in, in the in the. Like the most celebrated category, Astrobot probably is the best one in my opinion. And then, yeah, Res Infinite I know has an amazing VR mode too. So it's 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 a pretty good reason to maybe check out PSVR if you haven't yet.
1: Not to mention a uh, super hot VR. Oof. What a game. yeah, I mean,
0: but that's not in the, that's not a freebie.
1: Still, reason to buy. <laughs>
0: that's true. I need to get in that. So, have you, have you played the VR version?
1: I have, oh, I played five minutes of it a while ago.
0: <coughs> nice, they're, they're a punch, bitch in five minutes.
1: Punched a shelf, had to stop.
0: <laughs> um, and so, yeah, that's it for the PlayStation uh, indie news. I think the Play at Home initiative is, is crazy. Like, I feel like you can't not look at that and think, oh, is this their, like, their response to Game Pass? I don't know. They're, they're, there's not really a bad game in that collection. And the fact that they're giving that and um, Horizon Zero Dawn away for free in one month. I don't know if it's setting a precedent for them to do this like every year or every few months, or this is just like the way PlayStation are going to do now, but it's, it's cool. Uh, The whole, Uh, the name
1: of it though, what is it? Stay at home?
0: Play at home. Yeah, Play at
1: home. Feels pandemic related to me.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. But I mean like America is not, you know, we're at least another year of, of people being encouraged to stay at home in America. Right.
1: That's true. That's true. Way Whereas
0: down in Australia, we're, we're out there, you know, having having floods every weekend, yeah. getting separated from our brides, chasing uh, we, our you know, cows. We... <laughs> um,
1: um,
0: over to uh, Nintendo very quickly um, Ooh, a, a okay. game That a, a stupid game that I love very much called Man Eater. Um, yes, got announced for Switch. That's coming to Switch. So yes, hopefully that means yes, that John, yes, John yes, may yes. also play a stupid game I like. I'm so
1: excited. <laughs>
0: Um, May twenty fifth is when it when it comes to Switch.
1: Nice, I cannot wait for that. I'm going to get my shark on so hard.
0: Um, I feel like that that will lend itself to Switch gameplay quite well. Um, I, I don't think it's a particularly taxing um, uh, visually game, so hopefully it'll be it'll be it'll be a great fit for Switch and won't we, chug too hard.
1: We shall see on March on May twenty fifth.
0: Yeah, um, but enough about the games that aren't even out yet. Let's talk about the games that are. Um, I, I've i only played one game in the last week and it's a game that I've already talked about in the past. It's called The Pathless. Um, it is a fucking incredible game that I am kicking myself for overlooking in 2020. As, I, as of now, it's absolutely in my top two games of last year. Like, I think I liked it more than Hades. Oh, wow. Um, and so it's like, yeah, it's to be out of this and Ori and the, and, the, and the Will of the Wisps, I guess, for my favorite game of the year last year. It's such a magic game, man. And it just gets better and better. I've re- I read a lot of like, there's not really many really great glowing reviews of this. I feel like people tried to play it too quickly, which I don't think is the way you should play this game. And it was definitely marred by the uh, the release on Apple Arcade. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's developed by Giant Squid and published by Annapurna Interactive. Um, I wanted to, and maybe I will, maybe we will once I actually finish it because I have not finished this game yet. I came damn close. I got up to the final boss. And then uh, Francois from um, the All the Small Games Discord that you can join over at uh, patreon.com slash All the Small Games uh, said, "Hey, have you gone back and collected all of the uh, like? You, basically, you have to in the pathless. You play a uh, a girl on with a, with a bird and a, and then a bow and arrow, and you're like you're using all those things. And no, it doesn't make any sense, but you're using them to traverse. It's unbelievable traversal. It's a great way to explore this big open world." Um, it's very reminiscent of, of Breath of the Wild. You're finding instead of shrines, you're finding like weird temples and rooms that have um, puzzles. That mostly like environmental puzzles. There's a few like kind of like classic, you know, like symbol, mashing, like matching kind of puzzles as well. But you're using your bird and your bow and your arrow and jumping to solve these cool little environmental puzzles. And then you get these, I guess, like talismans, like little gold trinkets that you then take to um, unlock. Um, these huge towers that then allow you to fight a boss but as you a, 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 once you beat each boss you can then continue on higher up this massive mountain and then you're in a new area with new puzzles to solve and new towers to unlock and new bosses to fight but there are more things to unlock in each area than, than there are towers so you could just yeah advance and push all the way through to the end as quickly as possible um, which I was doing. Like I, I was basically getting enough to unlock the towers, fighting the boss, and then going to the next area. But Francois heard that got wind uh, that I was at, to, at, almost at the end of the game and said, Hey, if you unlock, if you find all the, uh, all the trinkets in each level and take them to the, the place where you fight the boss in that world, um, something really cool happens. Wow. And uh, John, you know what an idiot I am. That is all I need to, to know, to, to just stop my uh, my noble pursuit of actually finishing a game, and now I've gone back to the very first world, and uh, I'm trying to 100% this game, I guess, and I'm I'm loving it. <laughs> uh, it feels like I'm I'm now going to be playing this for at least another week, um, but it's uh, it's it's beautiful. It's really really fun now, especially there's no threat to me because I've taken out the the boss who like kind of like hunts for you. Um, in each in each of the each of the worlds. So now I'm just enjoying my time kind of like slowly sailing around these big open worlds. Um, there's like a forest level and a, and a frozen tundra level um, and I'm just kind of like yeah floating around exploring looking for secrets um, and, and puzzles to solve. It rules.
1: Is there um because I, I know from the little bit that I've played of it that you can like, you you have an ability, for instance, where your eagle will latch onto your wrist and kind of help you float, and can also flap to help you reach higher jumps. And you can yep. add extra flaps the more you explore. So you, do John, a- I,
0: I am now that I'm the proud owner of six flaps currently. <laughs> Old six flap elevens they call them. I, I know there's a there's a there's a, a trophy you get for getting to ten flaps.
1: But I'm just saying, is it? In your opinion, then, is it worth playing to almost the end of the game so you unlock all this stuff, which makes traversal through the previous areas a bit easier?
0: Yeah, I, I would say so. I mean, but I, but then I don't know what the cool thing is. Um, but yeah, some of the puzzles are a lot easier. To, certainly quicker to get from puzzle to puzzle now that I have more flaps.
1: <laughs> it just, just text and flashes there's... on screen that says, cool talismans, and that's it.
0: Yeah, (laughs) you did it You're the Talisman
1: (laughs) That'll be Um, I come back, I get hit the Discord It's like, Francois has been kicked out of the Discord
0: If I hate it, he has to officially change his name to (laughs) Talismansoir
1: Nice Um, Yeah, Um, I was was totally like Because I had some gaming time over the last weekend And I was totally like, you know what I'm going to jump back into the Pathless I like I need to play more of that game, it's great the bit I've played so far, I saw you guys talking about it on Discord, I was like, hell yeah and then as I jumped on my computer my body just went into autopilot and opened up Loop Hero
0: <laughs> I've I, I have not yet installed it yet, I, right, I know I okay. need to go into that
1: um, but yeah, I was like and then two hours later I was like I've been playing Loop Hero for a while now I mean, it's cool that I've unlocked another character type that I can play, but maybe I should play something else. And then I got down to the business of playing some games that I want to talk about this week.
0: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Unreal. Why don't you do it, John? Because everyone has heard me say how good um, Pathless is enough. It's time uh, to find out what other good games there are around. But also, make sure you play Pathless, everyone. It rules.
1: Yeah, it rocks. Um, so, over the last week, I've seen a lot of noise about a game called Later Alligator coming to Switch. So, Later Alligator is a game by... It's a it's a, a collaboration between a studio called Pillow Fight... And an animation studio called Small Boo. So you actually would be <laughs> So bef-
0: thought you were gonna say small boobs just then.
1: <laughs> you would be familiar with Small Boo because they Elevens because they are the team, the duo that created Batman and Piderman. Do you remember those those animations?
0: What are they called? Batman and
1: Bat- Batman and Piderman. So it's like these do oh, really no, I,
0: I, I don't know that at all.
1: Really? God damn! I thought you put it onto me. Okay, you put me onto it. Okay, uh, so it's this old web series of cartoons. It's B-A-M-A-N and P-I-D-E-R-M-A-N. Oh, I do remember this. Yeah. The
0: find, find a sandwich.
1: Yeah. So it's like, it's just a cute, weird version of Batman and Spider-Man and they're like friends and also idiots. Um, but yeah, so it's those, those two, husband and wife couple... They did all the... the, the I think they, they had... They came up with the game, essentially, and did all the animation for it, and you know wrote all the dialogue and stuff, and then the, the other studio, uh, Pillow Fight, helped them put it all together. But in later... in So I... As I was saying, it's, there was all this, this fanfare about it coming to Switch. It hasn't actually come to Switch in Australia yet, which I find infuriating because I cannot find any information about a potential release date for Australia... Right. Meanwhile, some of our some of our American Discord friends uh, were like, "Yep, it's in our store." So I don't know what the hell is going on there. But I decided, you know what, I can't I can't sit around and wait for the Switch to catch up with me. I got to <laughs> go to the game. So I went and bought it on Steam, and uh, gave it a gave it a good old whack this weekend. So in Later Alligator, you play a, a nameless private investigator who arrives in Alligator, New York City. And so one of the first things you do is you walk into this the, the, the restaurant of this hotel and you meet this alligator called Pat. Now, Pat is a, a, very, a very jumpy, very paranoid alligator. He's at this hotel because it's his birthday and every year he stays in this hotel on his birthday. He's heard that his family are planning some big event for him and he's uh-huh. worried that he spilled the beans about some of the family's activities and now they're trying to whack him so he says to you I need you to go around town I need you to talk to my relatives I need you to find out what this big event is going to be so I can kind of like prepare myself for being assassinated essentially of course sure. because he's a paranoid idiot they're just throwing him a surprise birthday party and it's it's pretty obvious from the jump that that's what they're doing <laughs> But you sort of you head off on your merry way and start, you know, kind of heading around Alligator, New York City, meeting all these characters. For some reason, eighty percent of the people in Alligator, New York City that you can interact with are related to Pat in some way, shape, or form. Right. Uh, and so each of them will be like, you know, you like you interact with them, you get a little bit of spe- dialogue from them, and then you open your notebook and are presented with three questions, which is who pat and the event so you ask who and they tell you who they are you ask about pat they tell you how they're related to pat and what they think of him and then the event most of the time they're like i uh, i can't really you know tell you any secrets about the event but and that will open up they'll be like but if you do this thing for me i'll i'll tell you what i i'll tell you what i can at this point point. and that opens up a mini game this right. is all. This is all point and click, right? You sort of you point and click your way around New York City. Um, you know, you have these scenes, and then you have the little alligators. You can click on them to talk. Some of the, so some of the mini games are very fun and silly and weird and interesting. There's one where you're talking to a kid, and he's like, um, "Let's play hide and seek. Uh, you know, um, I'll go hide. You see if you can find me." And then the game starts. But the whole idea is you're you're supposed to make him feel like he's won the game, so you can't actually he's not hiding very seriously. But you can't if you click on him to find him, you actually like do that enough times you lose the game. And so you have to like go back and and start the game again. So some some of them some of them are really funny and weird and interesting. Some of them I don't think hit quite as well. Like I ran into one that was you know sliding tile puzzles where you have like a little nine by nine grid and one's missing I, hate and you, I yeah. So hate there's them so much. There was one of them it's like, Hey, help me put this photo back together and it's a sliding tile puzzle, and I was like, This is fucking excruciating. So it was like <laughs> a three by, a three by three one and I'm just clicking around trying to solve it like why like one one little thing I found annoying, you can't quit out of puzzles once you try doing them or quit out of the minigames oh, no. and return to the thing. But after I'd clicked around long enough A little pop-up came out the bottom That was like It looks like you're not very good at this And then gave me like the option to solve or skip Or no, oh, s- solve it or keep trying to do it So I was like, solve And it's like It solved the 3 by 3 one And then brought up a 4 by 4 one And I was like, ah, no <laughs> Thanks, So I just clicked around Wildly for 10 seconds Then I was like, you're not very good at this I'm like, solve it, solve it, solve it, get me out of here
0: I already admitted to not being good at this. <laughs> yeah,
1: why, why must this continue? So, but I think, like, the ones that don't hit are kind of far and few between compared to a lot of the other ones. There's, there's a time-based mechanic, so at, like, at three points over the day, you need to return to Pat to help him with something. So you kind of have to be... You don't really need to be, like, um, discerning about where you're exploring because I think the idea is because I made it through to the credits during my playthrough and then hit continue because I'm like well I haven't explored the entire world yet I haven't met all of Pat's relatives I want to keep playing this but it seems to be this weird thing where now that I've hit continue essentially some characters acknowledge that I've, I've helped Pat and got him into the party and everything was nice and some seem to think I'm back at the beginning of the game again Oh dear! So it's it's a bit of a weird situation. I want to play it a bit more and and really lock down if that's the case.
0: Maybe uh, there's another I, party.
1: I know I've I know I've said a bunch of stuff that's probably it's a left, different, Pat. Uh, yeah, I know I've said a bunch of stuff that's probably left you going like, ooh, I'm not sure about this. It is so charming and so funny. This game, like, it is a pleasure to talk to anybody that will talk to you because they like the characters are so well kind of done in that like um, you know New York kind of way uh, there's this noir feeling throughout it that's really funny and really well used for some of the characters um, the, the the animation and the art style is is great like I think I've spent so long seeing like, like sort of anime inspired art styles for animation and I guess what's loosely called the Cal Art style, which is your like adventure time, regular show, etc. etc. Yeah. This is entirely different from those two and just really kind of pleasant and charming and there's a lot of sort of physical comedy in it and that kind of stuff. I think this is a game that Archie will love. Okay. Like in in maybe a couple of years when he's built up more of a library of cultural references to sort of recognize <laughs> all the funny kind of things in the game. But as I was playing through it, I was like, "This is a fantastic game for for parents who are trying to like get their kids interested in gaming, maybe around the ten to twelve year old sort of level." Um, it's it's I mean, definitely at that one... point.
0: At that point, I feel like kids are better than adults at games.
1: Sure, but I think it's by by that I mean it's a game that you can give to them and feel safe in knowing like there's nothing that's gonna like <clears throat> there's there's nothing that the Australian certification board would refuse classification for on this essentially sure yeah yeah it's i think it's a good game for for gaming parents but even like the parents themselves will really enjoy playing this game i was i was sitting on the couch snorting with laughter every couple of minutes causing my my wife to be like what what is going on over there and i'm like look i either have to explain the entire thing to you or you just let me kind of sit here and snort and do my thing
0: (laughs) How rude
1: But yeah I, um, I really hope this does make its way to Switch in Australia um, But for the moment I'm just going to keep slogging away on PC Thor- Thoroughly enjoyed my time with it
0: That's great Unreal
1: So on top of that During my gaming day yesterday to, So that one's called,
0: that one's called Later, Ga- Later, Later Alligator yeah. And it's on PC and Switch so far Hopefully everything else soon
1: In some places, yes um, And yeah, by Small Boo and Pillow Fight So, on top of playing that, I also managed to get uh, work my way through two demos yesterday. So, first up uh, was a game called The Gardener and the Wild Vines, which uh, was given a heads up about by someone on Twitter who follows us there, uh, at HojoBiwan, H-O-J-O-B-I-W-A-N. He responded to something that we put out and just said, like, hey guys, have you checked out the demo for it? So I was like, you know what? I'll give it a look. Went and found it on Steam, gave it a play. So it's a essentially a cylindrical platformer. So you're you are a gardener Go on. who is trying to find a prince.
0: Go on. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm intrigued. Uh, you're a gardener who is trying to find a prince who has been trapped away in a tower for like leading a rebellion against the king. Um you, you essentially, like when you, when you try to climb the first tower, you're stopped by a knight who is like, I can't let you do this. He's imprisoned for a reason. You can't just visit prisoners willy-nilly. So obviously, not being able to use the front door, you then kind of wander around the tower and you find a vine growing on the tower. And there's a leaf growing off the vine. You, you can use these leaves as platforms. So you hop on the leaf... There's a flower nearby. If you jump and clip the flower, more vines grow, more leaves pop out of the walls, along with more flowers. So you essentially use this as a means of climbing the tower. You you jump, you can bounce off leaves to get a super high jump. You clip flowers to create more vines, and you sort of like you navigate your way up the tower. Like any most of the time vines will grow to the left, to the right, and straight up. So you kind of gotta look at what's ahead of you and think like, oh, I need to go left to avoid these obstacles or this danger that's on the thing. I played through... The, the demo has, I think, six of the towers in in the first environment you play in, grasslands. Um, and at the end of the demo, it kind of tells you, like, oh, this is what we're planning. So they're going to have, like, multiple environments, and the environments will have, like, different elements that, that change the way you climb the towers, all kinds of, like, different obstacles and new features that they're going to fold in. I... Initially, when I was playing through the first three or four towers, I was like, this is very simple. If I just grow the vine directly up, I will generally reach the door I need to get to at the top of the tower. But then some of the later towers really started to ramp up, like, the obstacles and the mechanics. Like, you need to jump on windmills. You need to find buttons to power up the windmills to get you past certain places. And by the end, I was like, this is really fun. This is, like... It's it's reminding me a little bit of some of the, like... 2d sections that you'd encounter in super mario galaxy oh great odyssey awesome. i guess where you go onto yeah, like sure. you go on to like some curved kind of wall and they play with that uh it's got a really nice kind of like chunky pixel art style to it that's that's cool and retro but at the same time mm-hmm. the levels have a 3d kind of like polygonal feel to them that's really like bright and pleasant on the eyes. Um, the, the, the story and the dialogue looks to be developing in a really fun way. Like the, the prince is being held or being kept imprisoned by the court magician. Um, and you know, when the magician shows up to yell at you for freeing the prince the first time, he's, he's dressed like an actual like top hat and, and wand kind of magician instead of a wizard and you give him shit for doing kids' birthday parties, um, yeah, I had a great time with it. It's uh, it's developed by... Uh, hold on, I've got it here. It is developed by a studio called Finite Reflection um, and is on its way to Microsoft Windows and Mac OS, but to be perfectly honest, this would be an absolute shoe-in on Switch as well, I reckon.
0: Yeah, great. Do we know when it's coming?
1: No, it's 2021 at the moment, um, but mm-hmm. nothing further than that. Uh, awesome. Perfect. Mm. And for my final little uh, little part of my little gaming odyssey on Steam, I grabbed a game called I grabbed the demo for a game called Luck Be a Landlord. So tonight.
0: Had, Luck be a Landlord tonight. Uh,
1: so Luck be a Landlord is a rogue like I, I picked this up because it was recommended for people that like Loop Hero. So it is a roguelike deck builder. So similar to Loop Hero, it's about assembling your, your cards. Um, and, and, and you know, deploying them where necessary. The thing is, it's all based around a slot machine, which is wild because I've never actually seen this kind of, like, this meshing of mechanics and gameplay styles. So you are essentially, you you have moved into a new flat. Your landlord is like, cool, there's a, uh, there's a slot machine in the flat which will probably help you pay your rent. By the way... First, first week's rent is 50 bucks and you have five spins to get me that money. So you spin, you spin your, your slot machine, all the little and there's, a, there's only a few symbols on to begin with and they all give you like one coin each. Every time you spin, you get to choose a new symbol to add to the slot machine. Some of these symbols are very simple. it's you know fruit, it's, it's like gems, that kind of stuff. Some of them, though, have more complex interactions. So, <clears throat> if you add a flower to your slot machine and a watering can, the watering can waters the flower and increases the amount of money you get from it. Or you might add a bee, and the bee will interact with the flower and, and increase the amount of money that the bee gives out you can get a thief and a bounty hunter and if you you if, if those two wind up adjacent to one another the bounty hunter will destroy the thief symbol and give mm-hmm. you a big old payout So there are all these like interactions going on with the symbols that you you choose as you go through so it becomes this very like you need to be really tactical in what symbols you're choosing as you play each round because each week the amount that you have to pay for rent goes up. So I think it's like fifty for the first week, hundred for the second, hundred and 225, and twenty-five, three hundred bucks, and but you'll only like you might get one or two more spins added on once you get to the higher numbers. So it really was just like I, I played one, I played through once and I lost, and then I played through again and managed to make it all the way to three hundred, which is where the demo ends. But according to the guy that made it, who is uh, his name is I had it before uh, Dan Delorio. So he seems to be a solo developer uh, based mm-hmm. in New York City. Uh, his he kind of goes by Trampoline Tales is his uh, production name. Um, I I had a lot of fun with this. It's definitely something I think I'll pick up when the, it comes out full release. But also I think this is like. This is the kind of game that Apple Arcade should have. Like this, right, would, sure. this would work perfectly on phones because it's not it's not finicky. It's not anything like that. You literally tap to spin, choose a card, tap to spin, choose a card, etc., etc., et rinse, repeat. So mm-hmm. I really hope that this guy looks down that avenue because this is something that I would love to have on my phone. Like I don't I don't know how 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 big the game will get. It's a roguelike. I don't know how, how long the eventual, like or how how many rounds you can pay your landlord. But yeah, this is something I would absolutely love to have on my phone to just pick up and play if I've got a spare five minutes.
0: Cool. Unreal. That's yeah. great. I mean, I, I kind of hope that we do hit a point soon where Apple Arcade are like, yeah, we realize we put out a lot of games that shouldn't have been on our service. But here's our new dedication to making sure that we play games that are, like, are made perfectly for a mobile setup. Yeah. Starting with these three, as opposed to like, yeah, here's 50 games. Yeah. Um, and then so I'm like, I'm less... I got, I got a notification yesterday about, about a new game, and it doesn't really tell you anything. It's just like, set sail in this game on Apple Arcade now. I'm like, what does that mean? I yeah. don't. <laughs> what kind of game is it?
1: Set sail makes me worried. Like, I don't think it even was to yeah. S- sailing's a complex thing. That's not a like tap one finger sort of thing.
0: You have to learn how to tack. You have to learn how to um, uh, jibe. Jibe. No, I don't think that was a thing. <laughs> You're just talking about poker. Hey,
1: hey, Levens, <laughs> whose dad owns a boat here?
0: Hey, I, mean, I used to sail every weekend when I was a stoned teenager. <laughs>
1: <laughs> which is like Christ.
0: the funniest thing to think about. Yeah. <laughs> With a piece of rope in one hand and a bong in the other Time for sailing,
1: (laughs) better get lit
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we are almost at the end of the episode, John But we have a couple of messages uh, from listeners that I want to get through Uh, We have uh, one email that that, um, has come to our email address that we love hearing from people at Um, It is allthesmallgames at gmail.com This one comes from Patrick, who says Yo Levens and Valenzuela I recently have been playing Loop Hero, and I completely agree with you, John, about the game. It has very addictive gameplay, and I haven't been able to stop playing. Before the game was released, I had already played the demo for four to five hours. But now, I have a recommendation for both of you, especially Valenzuela, since he said on the last episode that he'll be looking for a game on Steam. The game is called ReVenture, and it is a side-scrolling platformer from 2019 with extremely minimalist graphics. I do not recall you guys ever talking about it. It's sort of a metrovania, but roguelike in the sense that you start your day over from your house when you die, or when you achieve one of the game's various endings. Also, there are over a 100 endings you can achieve throughout the game. I vaguely remember Levin's talking about a game with a similar gimmick, but cannot remember what it was called. Anyways, the game has a very pleasant aesthetic, and has a light but somewhat morbid sense of humour to it. It is pretty cheap on Steam as well. Right. Um, okay. So glad So glad to hear you guys are do, trying to do the podcast weekly now. All the Small Games is without a doubt one of my favorite podcasts. Along with, I'm only including this to give a shout out to one thing that we'll, we'll never give a shout out to, so Patrick's allowed to. Um, it's along with Theories of the Third Kind and numerous other history podcasts. So there you go. There's the, the first and only history podcast recommendation on all the small games. <laughs> I've tried listening to other video game podcasts, but none ever quite stand out as this one does. The show is always funny, and I find myself laughing a lot, often at the rapport you two share. Keep it up, and congrats, Patrick. Well, thank you. Thanks, Patrick.
1: And
0: I will... Look, listeners, let me know. Do you want me to filter out the, the, the compliments? Do you want me to fillet me and John... Uh, as as our listeners would like us to be filleted, or would you like us to leave that out of the episode? Let me know. But make sure you also include a compliment when yeah. you email us about that.
1: <laughs> so we can filter it if that's what you yep. want. Uh, cool. I'll um, um I'll do definitely a re-venture. Give re-venture That sounds a really look. cool. I just uh just had a quick look at it on Steam. Uh look, something with a hundred different like over a hundred endings. I'm into that. I'll give it a go.
0: Yeah, it's funny, when, you, when uh, he was like, it's like a minimalist uh, platformer, I'm like, that sounds more like a very much a me game, yeah. and then it's like, with a hundred different endings, I'm like, oh yeah, that's a John game. Yeah. <laughs> it's know. a rare both game. Well done, Patrick.
1: Yeah. That sounds, that sounds oh, yeah. like something a completionist would like. I know,
0: you're right. I've got, I've got 111 endings so far, just three more. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah that's a great recommendation, I'm going to see if I can play it anyway, too. Um, okay, and now we go over to our uh, Patreon, which you can join over at patreon.com slash all the small games. Um, and uh, we have two tiers that you can sign up for um, when you sign up. Uh, one of them is called Small Gamer. And uh, when, you, when you support us at the Small Gamer level, you get access to our Discord community, which is lovely. Um, you also get um, all of the bonus episodes for the, our Game of the Month Club uh, when, we, when we put it up. Um, and uh, that costs $5 a month. American Uh, But then we also have Another tier um, Called Big Gamer And the Big Gamer tier Is exactly the same If you support us At this tier You get everything From the Small Gamer tier Except because You're a Big Gamer Levins and John Will sing a song About you on the podcast So John We have two Big Gamers To sing songs about This month
1: Oh shit (laughs)
0: <laughs> and uh, I originally wrote this cuz I was like, oh, I don't want to throw John under the bus. I'll just say Levins will, will, will sing a song about you on the podcast. And John saw that and he was like, uh, can I get in on this?" So, yeah. like, okay, fine. <laughs> so, uh we have we have we have two big gamers. <laughs> so, we have um we have Dempsey and Philip. Um, and uh because John, I want you to know a little bit about your cuz you're going to have to sing Philip's song and I'll sing Dempsey's song. Sweet. Um uh, Philip also sent us a, a message um, when he signed up. So here's some, a little bit of info for, about Philip that you can include in his uh, what is sure to be a, a Grammy award winning song. Uh, Philip says, hey guys, I just want to say that I love your podcast and I truly appreciate the content that you guys put out. I've listened to every episode and it's thanks to you two that I've played some wonderful indie games you recommended and some that I don't remember if you recommended, lol. (laughs) (laughs) I do have a couple of recommendations for you guys though. I love game recommendations. Uh, Number one is Chasm, which is a great little Metroidvania about a knight. I remember that coming out and it's like somewhat procedurally generated and that turned me off playing it. But that is on my Chasm is one of the last ever Vita um, releases as well. Maybe I'll get it on my Vita. Um, He then recommends Cave Blazers, a great roguelike. I can't even remember the proper way to use the term roguelike, but I think it's a roguelike, where you delve deep into randomly generated caves and fight bosses and stuff. Then there's Crawl, um, a great local multiplayer game where one person is the hero and everyone else plays monsters. I have played Crawl. I love Crawl. The only problem is I've only ever played it as a single-player game, where it's pretty good, but you know it's a million times better if you actually play it with a, with a group of people. So, uh, John, we, maybe we should endeavor to do that yeah. at some point soon. Uh, Regions of Ruin, a great 2D platformer and fighter with town building and exploration elements about dwarves trying to reclaim the surface from monsters. That sounds like a John yeah. John kind of game. Sure. Uh, you, you love dwarves. That sounds,
1: <laughs> uh, I feel like you're starting to use that as an insult. <laughs> Ugh, that's a John game. I don't want to play
0: this. It's a John game. Uh, you just got the scraps. That yeah. I'm the John West of uh, of Indie games. <laughs> oh God. Uh, and then the Don't Escape series, a great point and click adventure game. That sounds like a fucking John game. Yeah. Uh, with with survival elements, they usually have something decent, some decent compelling stories. But he has only played Don't Escape Four Days to Survive.
1: Okay.
0: Um, love you guys and the work you do. I look forward to more shows and I'm proud to give you guys ten dollars a month to continue great stuff. Thanks and send my shout out to the thumbcramps and D and D is for Nerds crew as well. Love your sans pants, Philip.
1: Damn Philip, you're a stand-up dude. Are we are we do we are you ready
0: to, are you are you ready to sing about him, John?
1: Do I launch into it now?
0: Yes, please.
1: Alright, let me just let me get
0: tuned. Oh, his last name is Borsuk, like B-O-R-S-U-K. Sorry, Philip, if I mispronounced, but hopefully John mispronouncing your name in song will make up for it. Sure.
1: Let me just... Philip, his last name's Borsuk. He uh, is a great dude who gives great game recommendations. I'm looking forward to playing some stuff like Don't Escape... And talking about it so he hears about it on the podcast with my boy Lev. Who cares about Lev? This song is about Philip. He's a good dude. Big game. love to see you. <laughs> what a guy. I uh, hope you enjoyed this song for you. <laughs> Philip, my dude. <laughs> is that it? Is that... Yep. <laughs> Wait. Verse oh, wow. 2. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So that was that noise you made at the beginning. That was you, like uh, blowing your harmonica. That was me, yeah, getting in tune and then completely yeah, forgetting,
1: forgetting my note. <laughs> uh, All right.
0: Okay. So, um, my guy's name, my big gamer's name is Dempsey, um, Dempsey K Tapley and uh the only thing i have info i have to go off uh dempsey is that he sent us a message that says hey guys i was just wondering if there was a link to the all the small games discord uh okay hey dempsey did you get that link dempsey k tapley and the k is for big gamer (laughs) big gamer big gamer dempsey Hey, Dempsey, what kind of games do you play? Do you play indies? Fuck no. He only plays Assassin's Creed's. Every single Assassin's Creed. From start to finish, he gets 110%. Because the K is for that extra 10%. <laughs> Dempsey K. Dempsey K. Tapley. Dempsey K. Dempsey... B- Big game of Tapley—he's done it again. He's ten bucks poorer this month, but at least he's got a song about Dempsey K. Tapley. Dempsey K. Tapley, and the K stands for ripoff. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I've said too much about our service. <laughs>
1: I feel like I'm missing crucial details about Dempsey K. Tapley here.
0: What do you mean? Like, does he, he actually... plays every Assassin's Creed? Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. No, he's just a big gamer. Right. Big gamers don't play indie titles, John. Oh,
1: of course, of course.
0: They only play games that take 200 hours or more. Right. No. I... <laughs> <laughs> big no. Maybe he's a big indie Look, Dempsey, if, if, if my inclusion of uh, Assassin's Creed in, in, your, in your song offends you, let me know and I'll, I'll re-record a different one. Yeah,
1: we'll do a Call of Duty version instead.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Thanks so much to uh, Dempsey, Philip, and everyone that signed up for our uh, Patreon in the last week. Uh, Coming very soon is going to be our first uh, bonus episode for the month. It's going to be an episode all about the game Bastion, which is our first game of the month club. Uh, I'm going to be spending the next week replaying that game. I'm very excited to do that. John, I imagine you are too. It'll be like the third time you've played it, I think.
1: Yeah, probably. Around there.
0: Um, but, uh, yeah, we encourage everyone in the Patreon and everyone just listening as well to replay that excellent uh, indie game, Bastion, by the same team. Supergiant, who gave us Hades and... Um, uh, Transistor. Transistor. And pyre. The, the Pyre, the basketball one that no one I know has played. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're going to be doing an episode all about Bastion, the history of Bastion, our history of Bastion, and uh, including some uh, reviews and reports from the people in our Patreon group, which, again, you can join uh, for just five dollars a month, or ten dollars a month, if you want a brilliant song sung about you on the fly, um, over at Patreon.com/slash/AllTheSmallGames. John, thank you for another beautiful episode, Wonderful and I'll see episode. you next week. Damn straight, love me of the see best. you then. Bye bye, everyone.